0: As a millennial, when I saw this, I was like, "Oh, another thing happened." I was, mm-hmm. I was just, I didn't, I didn't have any connection to it because I was like, "Something else will happen tomorrow."
1: Yeah,
2: you know, I, I get, that,
1: I can and,
0: see that. And and when I look back at it, yes, that's not good to think that way. But is we've been conditioned to accept this garbage.
3: Welcome to Gender Jam, the podcast where generations connect, clash, and converse in a world where age often defies perspective, Gen to Gen breaks down the barriers, bringing together two vibrant voices from different times. Meet Tiandra, a spirited Gen Zer with her finger on the pulse of what's trending, new and next, and Phil, a thoughtful millennial who blends wisdom with wit, offering insights shaped by a different era. Together, they dive into a myriad of topics from technology, culture, and lifestyle. To the deeper nuances of relationships and societal changes. Expect lively debates, surprising agreements, and everything in between. They don't just share opinions, they explore the why behind them, bridging the gap between Gen Z and Millennials. So, whether you're a Gen Zer, a Millennial, or just curious about the views from both sides of the generational divide, Gen to Gen is your go to podcast. Stay tuned, stay curious. This is Gen to Gen.
0: Hey everybody! Welcome to another episode of the Gen to Gen podcast. I am one of your hosts here. My name is Phil. I am a millennial, which means I'm getting older. Every week passes, it's just getting every sad. Day,
4: every second, every yeah,
0: I'm, I'm getting older. <laughs> but don't fret. If you are here watching, that means you probably are too. You probably are either a Gen Xer or a Gen Zer, which is my co-host Tiandra. Hi
4: guys. I feel like my hair just be so. <laughs> but, how are you guys doing? Make sure y'all hit that subscribe button because we we need y'all. I not even go live. we do. But um, <laughs> I am great, Phil. Yeah. Are you ready for this this exciting show today?
0: Yeah, we actually had to take a shot of fireball before we yeah. got started because this <laughs> this episode may be a little bit heavy. You know, I feel
4: like it's gonna go really deep. I have a lot of questions. I think yeah. I'm gonna go deep.
0: Yeah, and if you're wondering what you know, the show is, is talking about, you know, as time progresses. With social issues, you know, us as uh, Black Americans, we've gone through the ringer, as you can call it. Um, but I think as time progressed and as Gen Z is more, what's the word, not enthralled, but more into online social issues, mm-hmm. uh, I think it's time that we actually have a discussion about it and how the different generations interact and how we view the same social issues. So right. to bring someone in, uh, I, this person is a fantastic woman. I met her, uh, I think last year uh, sometime, and she she blew me away. So I had to have her on the show. She is single-handedly, I'm gonna I'm gonna give her her flowers here. She's single-handedly building, rebuilding the city of Mims overall on Titusville <laughs> to make it a better place. So I want to show Aww. some love to Karen Tully Curry.
1: Thank, Yay.
2: Yay. She's Thank
4: you. She's rebuilding a city. Uh, yes. I
2: think Phil Lallage is to that. Phil is exaggerating just a little bit, but I appreciate it. <laughs> I appreciate it. Um, it's a little, no pressure, right?
0: <laughs> no. But seriously, though, what you're doing, what you're doing for MIMS, uh, honestly, is really good. So I'm going to attempt to say it. It's Thule Community Development Group.
2: That's right. So go ahead
0: and explain what your role is and, and what you do there. Sure.
2: Um, so it's Thule Community Development Group. I am the executive director um, there. We established the organization in uh, 2020. My mother was a pastor in East Mims, and East Mims is the area that we um, that we operate in. And my mother was a pastor there. She passed away in 2020. Mm, and sorry. when she did, she left me responsible for her ministry. So um, what we've done is rather than doing the church as usual, come in and have church every Sunday. I wanted to do more outreach. I wanted to be more in the community. I wanted to make a difference. Mm -hmm. So we established uh, the development group with the intention of um, doing case management. We do some STEM education for kids. Mm -hmm. Um, Case management is big. It's a, it's a wide open thing. Um, But we've recently gotten more into dealing with homelessness um, we will be b- building affordable housing because we own parcels Ooh. of land over there as well. So,
4: oh my God, yeah, breaking generational wealth—that's yes. exactly absolutely. what that means. That's, that's amazing.
2: Yeah, absolutely. See,
4: I, I always want to say like I want to change the world, but I'm one person. So, right. are you doing this? Like, you have a team, of course, okay. right?
2: Um, being a nonprofit, you you work on um, on grants, on fundraising, mm-hmm. and so um, I have a team now. And I, I am praying and I'm trusting that mm-hmm. we'll be able to to hold on to our team. Um, and, yes, it is that 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 thought, I want to change the world, but how do I do that? Start right. where you are. Exactly. Start you, where you have you are. to
4: start where you are mm-hmm. because the world is a big place. <laughs> There's a lot of people in the world. Yes. And you can lead the horse to the water, Yeah, but you can't make them drink it. Yes, and it's it somehow. can be
2: intimidating when you yeah. try to, like, what do they say? Uh, how do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time, right? Mm-hmm. Wait, people ask that That's question? That's a big elephant, right. Mm-hmm.
0: Really? How do you, uh. Is that where that quote,
2: where did you hear that? Where'd that come from? Is
0: that a millennial, is that a Gen X thing?
2: I don't know, maybe it is. Maybe I've never it is. heard that before. Me neither. How do you
0: eat an elephant? How do you Who eat says an that? Elephant?
2: <laughs> okay, I'm showing my age already.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Dean, have you heard anybody say that what before?
2: what about. We, we <laughs> kind of eat an
3: elephant. Yeah. Uh, that one is not ringing a bell, but very similar. Very D? similar. Where are you very, from?
2: She's from here. Oh. She's from Mims. Well, at any rate, what that means is start where you are and take it a bite at a time, right? Because right. Um, anything that's that huge is gonna, it can intimidate you. So right, yeah.
4: So yeah, that's exactly how I feel about my movie. Like, yeah, takes a lot.
2: That it, it does take a lot. That's. The budget alone.
4: (laughs) I'm doing it without a budget. Okay. I'm doing it without a budget. So Mm -hmm. that's even harder. It's like basically finding people that has the passion, who see the vision before it is even, like, alive. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, knowing that this vision
2: can take us somewhere. So it's hard to find people like that. Yeah, to get people that can buy into your vision, that can see it with you. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's not easy. So
4: how does it – how do you – how well – When it comes down to the people that you're helping and the resources that you're putting out, like, do you have a lot of young people coming to you or are you going to them?
2: Well, when we started our case management program at the beginning of this year, Mm -hmm. um, I knew that I was going to have to build the audience because the people in my community, they have not had these services in decades. Mm -hmm. So we decided that our case managers were going to go out and knock on doors and ask people, are you okay? You know, we just came through COVID. We just came through the shutdown. Are you okay? Did you lose a job? Is there anything we can do for you? Dang. So our case I managers. You, I you was when I had a job. <laughs> you know, no, sorry.
0: that's, that's a, honestly, that's, that's really, really noble. Like... So,
4: so for the audience, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Did I cut you off? I didn't mean to cut you off. So for the audience, can you tell them exactly
2: what resources do you provide? We... That was a part of what we were building. It okay. was, what do we need to provide? Mm-hmm. So about the first six months of our work was, what do you need? And then finding out what they need and going and finding those resources to bring into the community. Okay. So I thought when we started this that everybody was going to say, hey, I lost my job. I need work. Nobody said that. What? Right. So before we before we started doing this, before we got really into it, mm-hmm. I went to career source. I mm-hmm. went to the job people and said, "Hey, we're going to need a partnership." Yeah. And we're going to need you to come out and do this this and this on these days of the week. And then when we started going out and talking to people, nobody wanted that. Mm-hmm. Why? Everybody wanted to be an entrepreneur.
0: Because of COVID.
2: Not because of COVID, but you you know that there's been what they call, I, for, I forgot exactly what the terminology was, but people are walking, were walking away from their jobs. Yeah. yeah. Everybody was thinking, I'm, I'm going to do something different. This is the moment. Yeah. You and know, this is my moment.
4: Especially this generation of 9 to 5 is not what it is. Exactly, People don't like to be told what to do, what's going mm-hmm. to come in. They want to sleep in late. They want, yeah. you know, make their money how they want to make it. So did you ever, like, change the niche of that? Like, of, like, instead of asking them, um, what jobs or are you looking for a job? Did you change it to, okay, how can we help you with your business? Absolutely.
2: Okay. So what we did instead it was just like a uh, false alarm career source. We don't really need right. it. Oh, wow. <laughs> And we started saying um, what partnerships can we form to start an entrepreneurship program,
4: mm-hmm. an
2: entrepreneurship boot camp. Right. So we wrote a proposal for that. Mm-hmm. And um, we'll be working with an organization called the Success Center Mm-hmm. Um, I was just recently one of their the judges for their pitch competition because they were oh, finishing great. up a cohort for their um, for their entrepreneurship program. Mm-hmm. So um, I told them, I would love to partner with you where you have a cohort um, going through in MEMS so that we can kind of partner. I don't want to recreate the wheel. I don't want to try to do it myself. Mm-hmm. But um, let's join with you and get entrepreneurship training here in the community. Absolutely. So everything that we found out that we needed we started reaching out for the partners to come in to the community to provide those resources.
0: Okay. Interesting. All right. All right. So now you guys know a little <laughs> bit about Karen, and what she's about you can see why I brought her on the show, because as someone who's deeply enthralled with the community, mm-hmm. I want to know how you how the community feels or you, in your point of view mm-hmm. on social issues. Um, and what I mean by social issues, the main one we're going to talk about is uh, what happened with George Floyd back in 2020? You started you started this in 2020. Was mm-hmm. it before or after George Floyd?
2: After, definitely after. Okay, so mm-hmm. was
0: that was that when that happened? Mm-hmm. As a Gen Xer, what was your initial thoughts on being that it, this thing was broadcasted? This I guy's murder was fight. broadcasted. Yeah.
4: I know we so, wanted to fight. So yeah. how
0: what was <laughs> what was your what was your initial reaction to seeing that video?
2: Outrage, of course. Mm-hmm broken heart Mm -hmm. and immediately immediately at the time i was still working at kennedy space center Mm -hmm. so i was a communications analyst for kennedy space center and uh, astronaut (laughs) (laughs) hardly but um yeah so i was still working at the space center and the outrage was just i had to every day i had to temper myself i couldn't keep watching that video Mm -hmm. because I would go to work with an attitude. (laughs) Mm -hmm. No, go to work ready to fight, Mm -hmm. and um, so yeah, it 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 broke my heart, and and immediately I'm thinking, um, Emmett Till, Mm -hmm. I'm thinking Sandra Bland, yeah, I'm thinking all of that, and just how in the world? What was the other young guy named Trayvon? There were so many of them. Right. There were so many of them. So many. So this to me was was. Because I had, I was already outraged by Trayvon because Mims is thirty miles away from Sanford where Trayvon died. Dude, that but also
0: Sanford. what happened with um, oh my God, who are those people? The people who like were in Mims who got burned on Christmas Day.
2: Oh, that was that was Harry T. Moore. Yeah, I mean, and, even and that's a big thing. There was there was so much that was stirring in me at that time. I was living in Mims um, during Trayvon Martin, and my son was was seventeen, eighteen years old, same age as Trayvon. Mm-hmm. So he got on lockdown <laughs> immediately. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, when George Floyd happened, it just, it broke my heart all over again. And about six months later, I was, uh, resigning from, from NASA and was like, okay, I can't not do anything. Mm-hmm. Right. And it was part of the impetus of starting, um, Thule community development group.
0: So I'm going to go on, this is going to be a hot take. So if you guys are watching this is just me. You can flame me if you want, don't flame them. Um, as a millennial, and we've gone through this so many times, like y'all just mentioned. As a millennial, when I saw this, I was like, "Oh, another thing happened." I was, mm. Mm. I was just, I did not, I didn't have any connection to it because I was like, "Something else will happen tomorrow."
4: Yeah,
0: you know, I, I get, that, I can and, see that. And and when I look back at it, yes, that's not good to think that way. But it's we've been conditioned to accept this garbage, you know. And as as a millennial, that's kind of our fault because we grew up. Going through a lot of things. We mm-hmm. grew up with nine eleven. We grew up with the um, stock market crashing. Our parents, you know, getting divorced. We've gone through so Didn't many you guys different. Go
4: to the, go through the um, depression.
0: Well, what do you mean? Like... What's, what depression? Tell me <laughs> when the stock market crashed in two thousand
4: eight. <laughs> I was talking about um, like just financial depression. Like yeah,
1: that yeah was, we that were was, yeah was yeah,
0: was the f- yeah in two thousand eight when when okay. when that crashed you know mm-hmm. and so and being the fact that we complained so much we just stopped I think my generation just kind of stopped because we just felt defeated like Mm -hmm. nothing's going to happen like they got cameras on on you already and why is there even an issue you know yeah and so you and I well you do a podcast called the queen's table podcast Mm -hmm. and we were discussing um why we think the younger generation may seem to be disinterested about learning about black history Mm -hmm. right and so I, I will ask you about that to reiterate what you said but after you say that um, I did a little research, and I'll tell you a little bit about um that after. But but why do you think, in your your perspective as a Gen Xer mm-hmm. and as someone who does develop the community, why do you feel that the younger generation, Gen Z, may be disinterested in learning about Black history, not just history in general, but Black history?
2: Well, I have to say that even when you um, when you asked me that question before, I haven't seen that to be the case. Not that I've seen anything; I just haven't been aware that there was a disconnect with um, Gen Z and black history. I didn't know that. And you're
0: right. That's why I'm bringing it back up. Mm-hmm. You're right. Mm-hmm. I was wrong. Oh, okay. It's my generation. Okay. It's my generation, the millennials, who were disconnected with the history because we were just conditioned to the trauma. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. So,
0: as in your okay. opinion now, why do you think that Gen Z is now
2: in it? I think because of that, mm-hmm. because of the disconnect and because... I think they're hungry. I think they're hungry for identity. Um, they're hungry for significance, and it's um, it it sort of breaks my heart a little mm-hmm. bit because they deserve it. Mm-hmm. They deserve to know who they are.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, and when you when you disconnect anyone from their origin, right? They're this disconnected thing just floating around with with no. Uh, I was thinking about this before I came. Um I'm 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 Kennedy I was Kennedy Space Center for 7 years. Mm-hmm. If you're sending a rocket up into orbit, you can't start in low earth orbit and think you're going to go you, know, you can't start up here. You got to know the foundation of where it came from in order for right. the trajectory to be correct, right? Mm-hmm. I can't be sure that I'm headed to the moon unless I know where I'm starting from. True. So wait um, wait, wait, wait
4: pause mm-hmm. speaking on the moon mm-hmm. and space. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like is water up there? Oh, she going? Where's she going? Where's she going <laughs> so with Because wait, It's a lot. Even with the rocket going up there, did you see Elon Musk oh rocket my and gosh. then the, the water just ripple? You didn't see that, okay. yes. And I, I personally, personally seen myself like the big glow. There's like a little glow inside of it. I personally seen that in the sky,
2: and it was uh-huh. like. Oh my God! Like, what is it? Can you
0: sign an NDA like, with NASA? <laughs> There's some things you you know that you can't Trust talk about. Trust
2: me, they were only telling me stuff. That it's, they space tell else. it's space, <laughs> the ocean. It's space, the ocean, girl. Like, oh. what do you think? What do you think oh. on that? There, I, I believe that there is water on Mars. I think that they have found water. Oh, I, I don't man. know about I don't know about the moon, but they were saying there was ice on Mars. I think <laughs> it was either Mars or the moon, oh, but they, oh they were saying God. there was ice somewhere up there, and that's why they're waiting to decide whether or not to go. As far as Mars, because if you don't have water, you don't have rocket fuel. Right. Right. So um, there's still so much research going on around that. that so, why know. we only been to the moon one time? Well, we've been more. Last time we were in Apollo 9072.
0: I think it was the last time we went, but we haven't been.
4: I back thought since the then. first we only went was supposedly one time. No, Opposedly, we went 69, I'm, I and
0: think we went in 72. I think that was the last time we went. was. Uh... Anyway, I'm sure if you watch this on YouTube, you tell us the actual <laughs> fact. <food. laughs> Because I know you guys are watching like, how dare they forget about our history? Do you see how we act when we tell you about our history? <laughs> Get the facts straight. <laughs> but, um, it, but yeah, anyway. Um, so yeah, so when George Floyd happened, mm-hmm. did your mom already pass or no?
2: My, yes, she had already passed. Okay. And and my dad had already passed as well. And so it mm-hmm. was both of them were, um, my dad was one of the first black. My dad's a legend. My dad was one of the first black engineers at NASA, yeah, one of the first. He actually um, had a supervisory role in one of the firing rooms during shuttle. Mm. So, um, and he was also just a proponent mm. of Black people. My the mm-hmm. Thule family. Mm-hmm. Um, what I what I've learned about the Thule's makes me proud to be a Thule.
0: Is that why you're still in Mims?
2: I I don't live in Mims. I live in Titusville. Come but on.
0: okay, <laughs> if you're watching this, literally Titusville, Mims.
2: <laughs> right, it, it is I'm very close together. Yeah. But um, you
0: Sneezer and Mims. <laughs> Mims is only like this big anyway, you know what I'm saying? East, <laughs> so East so
2: Mims is that big, <laughs> East Mims is that big. Um, but I, i my father is not from Mims, my father's from a little town called Palatka, mm-hmm. so Ooh, um. Palatka. But it makes me proud of of who I am, of what we've accomplished as a family, Mm -hmm. which uh, which is why I say they deserve to know their history because there is so much more. The only thing they wanted to teach us here on these shores is on this side of the Middle Passage, right? Mm -hmm. Only after we've landed on these shores, how dare they leave out the thousands of years Right. Of accomplishments, right? When when black people were the people who were ruling the earth, mm-hmm. really how was. dare they not tell Wait, us it was that?
4: Kings and queens, full of gold. I'm not.
0: I can not just at see. At I can just see the incels start to type.
2: Let them type. Let them type. Oh, type. oh mm-hmm. no! But when you type, make sure that you've done some research. Don't mm. say nothing that that you can't substantiate because I can substantiate every word I say. Amen. Yeah. So. so that's that's why I need to get get into these books cuz that's how I want to be
4: <laughs> I want to back it up with facts <laughs> not from what I heard or what I you know what yeah. i seen just like it's it's a lot when it comes down mm-hmm. to getting deep back deep into our history cuz going way back like um I had an example I lost it I lost it
1: Okay go well, go Phil I lost of- it
2: Oh my god how did I do that So in school mm-hmm.
0: when I was in school Let me see. Black history started when the slaves came.
2: Yes, absolutely. You know?
0: And, uh, and the, I think the reason why I I said what I said on the last show was because how history is being attempted to be changed with that when mm-hmm. it comes to slavery. Mm-hmm. And, oh, they were workers. You know, <laughs> the text is being changed. You know, and so... It's a job when,
2: skills program.
0: <laughs> yo, we were never taught in school, we were never taught that bl- bl- there was a black Wall Street you know, we didn't know about even here in Nacoe. There was a massacre in mm-hmm. Nacoe. What, three hundred and twenty yep. people were mm-hmm. murdered.
1: Mm-hmm. You know,
0: we we didn't we didn't know about that. We didn't know about a lot of things. So, may, and, and maybe that's why, I'm only assuming here. Maybe that's why my generation doesn't feel as connected because right. We, right. we just don't know. And right. maybe maybe Gen Z is more connected because the information is out there.
4: I feel like they really try to bury our history so they won't so we won't know who we are because right. we are powerful beings. Right. We really are. Mm-hmm. Like, they they tell us not to look at the sun, but we get energy from the sun. Mm-hmm. They tell us, like, things, they tell us backwards. They give us the information backwards so we won't do it. Mm-hmm. But if they give it to us th- as the truth, we would know who we really are, and th- that's what they don't want.
0: I don't even think they didn't even know the truth. Other When well, I'm saying they, they I just the mean the general populace. Other
2: cultures. The other pop- cultures. Yeah. I, I'm not sure. Um, there's, there's, I'll tell you what. Some of the stuff that I've learned in my own self-study mm-hmm. about who we are, it is right there in the books. It's There is one book that talks about who we were um, prior to the Middle Passage, even prior to things like the Inquisition mm-hmm. in the 1400s and 1500s, um, all of that. It, it is so clear. It lays out who we are. Um, that book cost about $6,000. Six are grand? you serious?
0: For a book. I get a Bible for twelve dollars.
2: <laughs> for a book. Six
4: thousand. Six
2: thousand dollars. And why that's you're... one of the less expensive books. But they're they're books that were written, and, and it's because of the rareness of the book, too. I understand that. Mm-hmm. But it's books that were written before the slave trade. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm before the introduction of racism into our society because racism Ooh. is a social construct. It is not something. I'm going to get a hold of those books. It was not something that is, is natural. Mm. It was created, okay? And it was created to support capitalism and imperialism right. and the slave trade. right? Because the slave trade made people ag- wealthy, extremely wealthy. Mm. That's why I said people aren't born racist. They're taught. Right. To be racist. And this society has been taught, and the greatest lie perpetrated upon humanity up until this point is that black people are inferior.
1: Mm-hmm. We are
2: not inferior. Um, and that's not to say, I am not saying that we are superior to other races either. Right. That's not what I'm saying. But we are definitely we're not. The, I, believe,
4: I believe we're the chosen ones. I don't care what y'all got to say.
0: No, <laughs> I'm glad you are, we said are that. The mm-hmm. ones. Because Someone's gonna hear what you just oh, said. Like, wait. Of
2: course.
4: So
0: when so when they say when we say Black Lives Matter, does not mean they uh, th- that's it.
1: <laughs> right. So Jesus,
0: Lord. But but let's actually get into that. Mm-hmm. Right. So after George Floyd was murdered, um, in May Memorial Day of 2020. Mm-hmm. Now we were in the height of COVID at mm-hmm. that time, so the world was just in a different place. On mm-hmm. fire. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, I did, yeah. The world was just on fire. Mm-hmm. Um. The term BLM also stands for Black Lives Matter. Uh, uh, was starting to trend at that point, um, so a lot of the other cultures don't understand what that me- what that meant. Mm-hmm. But I feel that Gen Z was one of the ones that actually may push that into the forefront. Yeah, and and especially with uh, activism, with the uh, the protests, mm-hmm. you know, all the protests, and that that was all Gen Z stuff. Yeah, like, was- people people my generation we weren't gonna we weren't gonna do it. People in your generation weren't gonna do it because we felt that. I'm, just, I'm only saying from my own opinion, we felt that like nothing was going to get done.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. You
0: know? And so I, I feel that um, the BLM was a, was a huge milestone. But let me ask you this, Karen. Um, you've heard a lot of probably contradictory things about BLM. Uh-huh.
3: Mm-hmm. Why
0: do other cultures feel that it's an attack on them?
2: Right. Why, White lives matter. All yeah. lives matter. It yeah. doesn't <laughs> matter. Why do you feel that <laughs> I a, don't know if they feel like. I don't know that they feel like it's an attack on them. Sometimes I think that it is um it's willful ignorance. Okay. It's choosing to uh be offended because you just don't like what's happening. Right. And it's not so much that you think that's that that another culture is thinking that um they're being that they're being subjugated or they're being put down. It, they don't honestly think that. They just do not want to see you get up.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: it's not that they feel like you're putting them down it's just that oh no we can't let them oh that reminds equal. me of the
4: ant movie just like the grasshopper he was talking to his clan and he was talking about the ant he was like if this one ant rise up then they all going to have the courage to rise up because it's it's more of them and less and mm-hmm. less of the mm-hmm. grasshoppers. so that that really stuck out to me yeah like, it really
2: did yeah i i, th- I think um I think that's the truth, I think that's part of don't don't teach them their history, make right. sure that nobody under that they don't understand because man, if they get the idea of who they were and the power that's in them mm-hmm. the the power that is just innate right in us, we were rulers, we ruled this planet for more years than America's been alive. Mm-hmm. America's what a two hundred and something years old mm-hmm. the um uh, the dynasties in Egypt were like three thousand years old. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I just don't understand um, who has convinced us that right. we're less than someone. The system.
0: So let me ask you a question. Um, I guess I guess my role here. I'm going to play devil's advocate. So mm. <laughs> I guess I'll just be that guy. I'm not saying that that's my opinion, but just I know you're probably thinking those questions. I'll ask I ask them for you um so earlier today you weren't you weren't in the room but the question was asked about um do you see color mm. what is what, what is your response to that because tiana's answer is probably different than what you think what's your response to that
2: um personally you're asking me if i see it or you're asking i know about... you do
0: <laughs> but when um, you hear people say i don't see color there what do you what do you think they mean by that and what do mm-hmm. you think it actually
2: means? well i don't want i don't want to say that Everybody who says it means one thing, mm-hmm. first of all. Um, some people are genuinely trying to be good people when they say it. Mm-hmm. But when you deny me um, my difference or when you deny me my uniqueness, you're not doing me a favor. Um, it sounds like when people say, I don't see color, they're trying to assure me that they don't see me as black. Like they're doing me a favor. You know, I, I, don't, I don't see your blackness. No, see my blackness. I want you to see my blackness. That's what the lady that's that
4: come to ask her that question that was her perspective. Mm-hmm. Your answer was her perspective on yeah. when she answered the question back. Um but I was more so of like knowing who we are, like our nationality. Like we're we're not a color. We are human beings. Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. we're not black, they're not white. They have Caucasian, but we have black. Like we're human beings. Like, you know what I'm saying so yeah. I might even go get into the nationality because that, that's a whole nother podcast <laughs> when it comes yeah. down to that but um I definitely understand that though because we do go through a lot of trauma like mm-hmm. like I said it was different like if we get stopped by the police and then Caucasians get stopped by the police that mm-hmm. is totally different it's different if we walk in a white neighborhood and they're walking in a white like it's so different yeah. Like, and th- and that's the scary part about Color being colored really that yeah. is, that is the scary part yeah. and like Phil have to say we Phil said that we have to always sit down and have those talks with our children about the police or about if you do go into our environment you know that people don't see you and mm-hmm. with the right attentions on how to adapt to that um, environment but like I said it's a lot that we have to unlearn to relearn mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when it comes down to color. Yeah. And it's just just us as being human beings. I think, so. but I
0: think Gen Z. I think you guys are really at the forefront of that, though. And I think it takes, it's going to take some time for the older millennials and the Gen Xers and then the Boomers. I mean, mm-hmm. they're aging out anyway, uh, you know. So it's going to take time for that to because I mean, people people older than you, mm-hmm. you know, they go, they're going to have a completely different opinion. Yeah, on that just because that's just what they were learning. I mean, they're they're they were the ones with the fire with the fire hoses, blasting your yeah. blasting yeah. your mama. Yeah, you know, and yeah. so the, the thing that I don't like is that they when they when I hear get over it because it didn't happen to us mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. in I'm particular. Like, can't over that. So
0: what 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 do what do you have to say when people say because this is all over the comments, all over your videos <laughs> it is, too. It is. You know, because uh, it's not wasn't even that long ago. Your right. mama, your mama right. probably experienced this stuff. Right. Right. You know, so what, what what do you when people say get over it, what do you what do you what do you have to say to that? Is it just ignorance or
2: it's just ignorance and I could be angry about that, <laughs> but then I have to I have to ask myself, what do they not know that makes them say that? Right. Which is why we had our episode on the Queen's table on racial trauma. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because of that comment. Mm-hmm. Let me explain to you why it's not just get over it. Mm-hmm. Now, um, Other people who have dealt with trauma, whether it's PTSD, um, sexual violence, um, child abuse, people who have who have dealt with those things. We don't say to them, just get over it. Right. Right. Because we we um, we give that credibility. We give them space to be traumatized. Mm -hmm. But we don't allow people who have been from the I remember in elementary school. We went to school in a in one of the most racist places I have ever been in my life. I won't name it here, but... You should. Um, Drop that. <laughs> um, w- it's just north of Mims. Mm-hmm. And we knew that you need to be out of there Was by it a sundown. sundown. A sundown town? We knew you you don't want to be caught up in there. After Chandra, the do you
0: know what a sundown town is? Please explain mm-hmm. to her.
2: A sundown town is a town that has made it known that if you're black, by the time the sun oh, goes down, oh, they still down, have those. Oh, uh, yeah, <laughs> they actually still have those. Yes, well, go ahead, do. go ahead,
0: tell the audience too, because yeah, they, yeah.
2: They... so it's it's a town that if you're black, you know that by the time the sun goes down, you need to be out of there. You need to be out of that town, or something bad is going to happen to you. Um, so, I grew up in in that era of um there there were sundown towns. -hmm. And um, I remember it wasn't even it wasn't it wasn't after sundown, okay. Mm -hmm. But I remember being um, in this area. I I gotten out of school. I don't know why I would have been walking home because it's it's a distance. I remember being chased by dogs. I remember people sicking dogs on us. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, Get over it, Karen. Exactly, get over it. I remember being in elementary school, the only black child. You're not even old. You're not even old. (laughs) A little old Karen's <laughs> not even old. She's not old. I'm I'm 54 years old. No, she's not. <laughs> but um I remember in elementary school being just about the only black child in, in our in our school. Mm-hmm. And um I remember being called a nigger. Mm-hmm. I remember all the stuff that that just happened to you just because you're the black kid at school. It's you still know?
4: happening. Sad, yeah. sadly to it say it, it's happened. The only difference is it's just being recorded. Yeah. it yeah. it's really happening. And, um, 54, you're beautiful at 54. Thank you. Great age. Here it is. But that, my aunties used to always tell us too, um, that how they used to get chased by people, mm-hmm. dogs and stuff. Mm-hmm. How my, my auntie, she was ruthless. Like the people would call her a nigger, but she'll throw something at him and run. Like, it it was, <laughs> yeah. it was a lot. And, um, I thank God that I actually get, to, I took care of my grandfather he was ninety-two years old. Who definitely lived through all of that. He just yeah. passed, um, 2020, 2020, What was it? Yeah, twenty-three May. Yeah. And and he just he hates Caucasian people. Like he really do. Even when we, I took him to his doctors. He would not talk to him. Like I would have to sit there yeah. and give him. Like he would not talk to them.
0: So my situation is different. Crazy. So I grew up in Virginia. Uh-huh. Um, in the peninsula area, so a lot of military, big, big, big melting pot. My father grew up in a podunk city called so, Suffolk. Mm-hmm. My dad was a self-hating black guy. My dad's mm-hmm. my dad's also mixed. My mm-hmm. dad's half, so his mother is white. Yeah. His dad was was black, mm-hmm. and so growing up in the '60s with an interracial family, he saw both of the sides. But yeah. you know, his family had to kind of because they're in a Predominantly white mm-hmm. country pole dunk. So they had to kind of yeah. stick on that side. So he did not, he didn't, he never said this to me, but he didn't like being black.
4: Are you yeah. serious? He
0: didn't like it. Cause it was, it was, it was, you
4: scared. Yeah. And I think this generation, that's what we're most proud of, of being black. I agree. We're, I agree. we're very proud of being black because you're not going to tell me what to do or how I can't learn my, you're not going to tell me, you can't tell us nothing basically. Cause we're going to fight back. We like the Malcolm X. Yeah. Is it okay for <laughs> like, white people
0: to say they're proud to be white? Because you know that's going to come in the comments.
2: Yeah, it's fine for them to say that. You're proud to be who you are. If that's your culture. That's your culture. Yeah. So embrace. Yeah. I think that's part of the problem that we have right now is that why can't it, why can't you just embrace who you are? And mm-hmm. if you embrace who you are, you ain't got no problem with who I am. Mm-hmm. You know but what I'm
0: saying? I feel like they only do it when they say that they only do it in defense. It is, usually. In defense of us saying we're proud of who we are. Usually, yeah. Yeah, but same thing with the Black Lives Matter thing. You didn't hear about All Lives Matter. (laughs) You didn't hear about Police Police Lives Matter. You didn't hear about any of that stuff. They do have the
4: blue code, the blue, what they say? Blue Lives Matter. Blue Lives Matter, they did have that.
0: But that was after Black Lives Matter. It was as a response. So why do you feel that um, other cultures feel like our blackness, they are offended by us being proud of who we are when we've gone through what we've gone through. Because I'll tell you, someone's like, well, the Irish went through slavery or the Native Americans went through this Mm -hmm. or the Jews went through the Holocaust. Mm -hmm. What makes us different? And when they say they've moved on, what makes us different than that?
2: Nobody has moved on. From the traumatic events that have happened in history, Mm -hmm. people haven't, who says someone's moved on? I mean, we have, for instance, one of the things that I respect is that um, in Germany, they don't deny that it happened. Mm-hmm. They put up memorials. They they um, remember it in a way. It's it's almost a way of repentance. It's almost a way of penance. They remember mm-hmm. it and say we're never going there again. Why is it such a problem to do that here?
0: So is it okay to leave the statues up?
2: That's a. I think that's a bit of a, a shift there. That's a different conversation because. In Germany, when they're doing their memorials, it's not to the Nazis. (laughs) It's Mm -hmm. not to the other people. The memorials are about the people that died there, the people that were traumatized there. So when you put up, can you imagine if they were putting up statues to the Nazis? It would the the outcry against that would be but it's um, history.
0: It's, I'm, I'm always, mm-hmm. you know why I'm doing I
2: understand this. He being it's that saying, guy.
0: <laughs> it's, it's yeah, but it's history.
2: It is history. It's the yeah. wrong side of history. And that's yeah. what I'm saying about in, in Germany. The memorials are not to the other side of history. They're mm-hmm. to the side of history where humanity came to a, a, a turning point of saying, look, that was wrong. We shouldn't have done that. Yeah, we're not there here. <laughs> Especially for America. whatever reason, I feel
4: like it's all about power. Mm-hmm. It's just—it's really about power. Who can control the world? Yeah, yeah, it is.
2: And control the people, so and you, they're not for the people.
0: Do, do you think that we are entitled to reparations?
2: I do. Yeah, I do. Reparations have been paid to—I um, think—the um, internment camps for Japanese for Japanese people. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure if reparations were paid to um, to Jews. I'm not sure. I think so. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. For for the most part, when something ha- historical happened like that, um, it was acknowledged, it was repented of, and the people were paid some type of reparation. I feel like
4: that's too much money they got to give out for it us. It is. But it's
2: going to be way too. But do you think that <laughs> okay, is... But we
4: but go years so many us, and oh years. <laughs> we go years back. Like it's, our history is so deep. Like I don't know much about it. I'm still learning. But it, we go years back
2: seriously but it's equal it, to the greed right it's yeah equal, it's a punishment for the greed because mm-hmm. if you weren't so greedy you wouldn't have bought so many million people over here now you got to pay these million people that you brought over here exactly. so I, I don't feel sorry for them because it would be right.
4: <laughs> so like even when the vaccine came out though the um the chinese people they got the bill like to not be harassed when it comes down Did you hear about stop that Asian mm-hmm. hate. yeah mm-hmm. but yeah. we get a day of the month
0: Mm. <laughs> yeah. So honestly, if you if you like want if you want to go back to that, so the Stop Asian Hate bill took less than a year mm-hmm. to be implemented. You know, exactly. we've been preaching stuff for us forever, and it's been falling on deaf ears. And that's one of the reasons why I say my generation—this is just me—but mm-hmm. maybe my circle just seemed like it doesn't matter because we can cry all, day not cry. We can speak about it all day, right. and nothing's going to get done.
2: But the problem is, Phil, that so. So our parents, my parents, um, and okay. yeah, I think that was the generation. Like right now we have them, we're losing them. Um, like Joe. Joe Biden. No. John, John Lewis. Okay. That, that age group, um, that they were the civil rights icons and leaders and historical figures in civil rights somebody dropped the ball. Somebody didn't, didn't continue the fight. I don't know whether that was my generation, mm-hmm. but somebody dropped the ball, which meant that all of the work that they did begins to fall apart mm-hmm. and it hits you. So it fell apart in my generation. And so when you guys came up and and then everything started the backlash, you're getting like, well, everything falls apart. We can't, we don't have a voice right. because my generation dropped the ball. And I don't know, that's what it seems like to me. And I feel that in MEMS, because we okay. had Harry T. Moore. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure how many people out there Please. know. Please.
0: Yeah. I'm, I don't think Tiandra knows okay. about mm-hmm. the So most. I'm
2: not sure how many people know about the Harry T. Moore story. We have a museum and cultural center. Oh, mm-hmm. Dean,
0: zoom in on her real quick because this is an um, important story.
2: Yeah. So, and I'm not sure which camera. Just, just look at the... Okay, computer. so, um, so doc- I keep calling him doctor. He was not a doctor. But Harry T. Moore um, was a civil rights icon. And really, I say he's a pioneer of civil rights because before before Emmett Till, before Rosa Parks, before Medgar Evers, mm-hmm. um, Harry T. Moore was fighting the good fight over in Mims. He started the NAACP chapter there um he began to fight for equal pay for teachers um he did a whole lot with voting rights and Mims. and in 1951 on christmas day his home was bombed by the ku klux klan so they they murdered his wife um his two children i don't believe were in the house at the time Mm -hmm. but um He ended up dying because (laughs) he could not get medical care in Brevard County. He had to be rushed over to Sanford, which, by the way, Sanford was the the place where uh, Trayvon Martin died.
4: And it's so close. Mm -hmm.
2: This is so close. Right. So he had Uh to be um, taken over to Sanford, and I believe he died on the way. But he he, worked with... He
4: died in the hospital nine days later. Okay.
2: Yeah. So um he worked with Thurgood Marshall. Um he was he was a significant figure
1: mm-hmm. in
2: black history. He was a significant figure in the civil rights movement, the very beginning of the civil rights movement. Um so that kind of history is deep in memes. Deep in memes. And I know I remember the icons. I I like to say that Harry T. Moore was a shining star in our history, Mm -hmm. but it was a constellation Mm -hmm. because there were other families that worked with him. And I remember those families. I remember coming up as a little girl in MIMS. There was a pride about being black Mm -hmm. and you weren't going to. There were certain things you just weren't going to do. You weren't going to cuss around old people. You weren't going to you were going to be in church. You were going to be in Sunday school. You know, you were going to make good grades and you were expected to go to college. And of the colleges, you were going to go to FAMU or you were going to go to BCU. Hey, At the time it was FAMU. BCC. You know, everybody was wearing their paraphernalia, the AKAs, the Omegas, the Kappas. You saw all that coming up. And there were these educated, strong people all around us. Yes. Right. Um, I don't know. I know that when I came back to MEMS, it was like being in a time warp. Really? I don't know what happened, except that that generation was so powerful. They told all of us, "You're going to get an education, and you're going to get out of here," mm-hmm. and we did. Mm-hmm. And then it was them left with the ba- with the people that were under us. Yeah. And so there was nobody still fighting. Mm-hmm. And I see that on the microcosm of memes, Yeah. But maybe that's what happened on the macro as well. Could be. We stopped fighting, right?
0: Do you, do you think so? I'm going. To, I'm going to butcher this. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you're watching, please correct me in the comments. But I think the term um, it says, "Hard times create hard." No, I create. I don't know. I'll screw it. Mm-hmm. Hard times create hard men, and uh, hard men create easy times or something like that. I'll I'll fix my. I'll I, fix I see. It. I but understand. You know what I'm, that. I'm about? I get. I yeah. get
2: the concept because a lot of times what I feel like happened. We
0: we'll find this quote. We
2: had these. <laughs> I gotta, let me get it right. We had these strong, powerful people that made it easy for us. So we stopped fighting because we, we had it easy because they fought. And then the next generation down is like, what just happened? Right. We lost everything because we took it so easy. Do you
4: think it's because, like, just being afraid having that fear of oh somebody's gonna come after me somebody's gonna assassinate my family somebody's gonna because so i feel like they like when they trying to stop you they never stop because they don't want to see us rise
1: right
4: so because i don't think we have any, do we have any fighters i don't think well black like oh my god speaking of black lives matter <laughs> It was just the fact I don't like the attention that they put out there. Like it was all about positivity. We're about the Black lives, but then you go and scam a whole, yeah. whole company that's supposed to be have good intentions and impact us to be better. Mm-hmm. So it was just I don't know. I don't. Yeah. I don't even know why I was going with that. I, my yeah. thoughts just went everywhere that when I we'll came down to that. Yeah,
2: I but. think um, we, we have to we have to be very careful. About the integrity uh-huh. of our leaders, the people that we push yes. forward, because once you get on a certain level at a, at a certain platform, mm-hmm. it's even more difficult if you have this much of a of, of false intention of you or you have this much of. I don't know what to, this much leaven is the way I would say it as pastor <laughs> <laughs> this much. Um, you have this much in you once you get up on this platform, it's going to it's going to be harder. It's going to be harder to keep your hands off the money. If you got a money problem on the, on the small platform, Mm -hmm. once you get on the big one and you're dealing with millions of dollars, you're going to have an even bigger money problem. You're going to have an even bigger integrity problem. So we have to be real careful and promote people slowly so that you can watch their character as they're moving up. Because Mm -hmm. if they got a character problem on the small stage, they're going to have have a huge one on the big stage.
0: All right. So I found the quote here. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, Tough times create strong men. Strong men create easy times. Easy times create weak men. Weak men create tough times. Absolutely. The reason why I brought that up is because your generation and the generation before you fought so hard to be equal and to get to have rights. Maybe my generation had it easier, Mm -hmm. and we didn't feel like we had to fight as hard. Mm -hmm. And so then maybe all the atrocities have been happening. During my generation, has caused Gen Z now
2: to to fight, to
0: fight that fight. Mm-hmm, right. what, do you,
2: what do you feel about that? I think that's. I think that is true. I'm not sure that my generation fought. I think we reaped the benefits of the generation before us. So I think maybe it's both of our generations that didn't fight as hard, and um, I pray that this generation is going to turn that around. But in order to do that, um, Tiandra, mm-hmm. you guys have got to know who you are. You've got to know your history, and that's—I
4: feel like this generation, we're coming—that we're in that spiritual mm-hmm. move to knowing who we are, mm-hmm. actually to getting closer to God, yeah. to knowing who He really is for real. But I kind of take that back out when I said that we didn't have like any fighters. I feel like we do, but it's in a different way. Mm-hmm. Is it's known they're telling us about who we really are. Um, for example, one of the guys, he's on Instagram, his name is the real Cush Day. Okay. He literally has a lot of information about what he reads. And they say if you don't if you wanna hide something from somebody, put it in a book. Cause they're not gonna read. That's why we need to read. But True. <laughs> but he gives me a lot of insight about who we are. I watch his videos. Even this um this guy, I was trying to get his name. But I know he's on this page. It's called Money for the Mind. Mm-hmm. But he talks about how the sun heals us, how eating grass. I'm not eating grass. Like just eating vegetables, like how what it does to our body. We're not supposed to be eating meat. Like stuff like that. I think that's what's really important of knowing who we are too. And our creed, mm-hmm. our nationality, our soul, and our spirit. Mm-hmm. That's what we really need to get down to. Because my spirit is just saying that God is on his way back for real. God is coming back for his people. And like noble Drew Ali said, he's a prophet, and this is in the book. You guys could go read it. He basically said that um to stand to stand behind God before the fire, know who you are. Just know who you are as people. And that's why I say like when it comes down to religion, I don't I'm not like a person that really believes in religion. Like I don't whoever believes religion, okay, I'm not fighting y'all. It's my opinion. But I just believe that um We have to wear long skirts to our ankles. Like that's not going to, you know, get us into heaven. It's about, it's about love, peace. Your You know, where's your mind, your heart, like kindness. That's what it's really about. I'm a
2: pastor and I'm going to tell you this. Okay. You're right. Okay. You're right. Oh my gosh. Right. I'm a pastor. I'm telling you that because I think that it's, it's your generation that's holding us accountable by saying, why do I have to have my skirt to my ankles? And if we don't have an answer, if somebody can't give you an answer for what they're telling you, then I would say, leave it alone until you can give me an answer. The Bible even tells me that I'm supposed to have an answer for the hope that's within me. I'm supposed to be able to give you a reason. Mm -hmm. And if I can't, then you have every reason to just kind of go, okay, then. You know right. like what they say, "Okay, boomer." I'm not a boomer. But <laughs> okay, boomer. Um, <laughs> but I I understand that. Mm-hmm. And it it hurts my heart that we haven't given you better answers. Do you, oh. so
0: you know as a Gen X and a pastor, do mm-hmm. you see I know we're we're veering in a different course, here, but religion in general, spirituality in general has gotten way way big now. Mm-hmm. You know, I think Gen Z is really it's really popularized that. Mm-hmm. Um how how is your take on religion and Christianity as a whole? How do you see it?
4: Why well, you said it Gen like G's that? Out? Religion and Christianity is <laughs>
2: like two different things. Because yeah. it is.
0: Well, because you I can be talking about Hinduism. You know, <laughs> okay. that's what I mean. So, like mm-hmm. religion as a whole, organized religion as a whole, and Christianity to a younger generation. Are they not connected as as we were and your generation was?
2: I think. And I, I'm having to, to, because I have two kids that mm-hmm. are both Gen Zers, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, and I have to, they challenge me because I can't tell them just anything. Yeah. Okay? And I think they're doing, they're finding their path to God in some ways that we did not, right? It's through experiences. Right, but we have to trust, we have to trust them with God, we have to trust them in God's hands Yeah, that they're going to find their way there. Mm-hmm. Um, now for me, what I would love to see them do more is, um, the Bible says that, that wisdom is in a, in a man's spirit and it takes, it takes some wisdom to draw it out. Mm-hmm. So there's things inside of me, there's experiences inside of me. There's, there's scripture, there's word inside of me that if you need it, pull it. You know, mm-hmm. pull it out. But you've got to trust that older people have something to say.
4: But sometimes you need that, too. You you need to be challenged to know,
2: to get those answers. Absolutely. That you say you don't have. Absolutely. So. And I, um. so I would like to say to you, in your search, mm-hmm. in your search for who you are, don't um, neglect the theology in it. Don't neglect scripture. Right. Oh, yeah. Because there is mm-hmm. so much out there that can get you twisted up and tangled up and some stuff that um, that can trip you up. Mm-hmm. So make sure that whatever you're learning, that you're um, balancing it out with with scripture. Right. Spiritual, spiritual. Yeah, spiritual truth.
4: My favorite quote. Let me go to this. This is my favorite, favorite quote. It is 13 three thirteen fourteen. It says, then Moses said to God, if I come to the people of Israel and say to them, the God of your fathers has sent me to you. And they asked me, what is his name? What shall I say to them? God said to Moses, I am who I am. And he said, say this to the people of Israel. I am has sent me
0: to you. And yeah, that's an Eminem line.
4: So when, <laughs> so when it comes down to like affirmations, like it just made so much sense when I read that scripture because mm-hmm. it's like. When we do affirmations, we say, I am this, I am beautiful, I am going to have this, like, I am. It's like, it's like we're literally calling out God, like, because mm. God is within us. God is not a building, you know, God is right. not, right. he's, he's within us. not your us. skirt to your he,
2: ankles. He's <laughs> Right, <laughs> <Yeah>. right. <laughs>
1: he's not the skirt <laughs> to your ankles. <laughs> right.
4: Right. So, and I remember Trump, I don't know what he did when he was president, but he went over to Israel mm-hmm. and he moved something on the Holy Land to somewhere else.
2: And it caused like an uproar. Do you remember that? I do, but I, I barely. I do remember him doing something. Um, I don't think he moved something. Well, he
4: tried to build something on the template. I think it was he was building. He was trying to. I, I don't mm-hmm. remember exactly mm-hmm. what he was trying to do.
0: Tell us in the comments.
4: <laughs> but I re- I remember that, and it was just like he basically was trying to make God. Like people go pray to this inside this building to what? You know what I'm saying? It wasn't like. spirit well of course you can't see spirits but it wasn't of God basically Mm -hmm. but like he was saying like God is and after I saw that after I like Saw the information on the news and all that and stuff. That's when he came out and he had the Bible upside down. He took the picture in front of the church with the Bible upside down. I really feel like all of this stuff that we're going through is spiritual.
0: Everybody just found this book. It is
4: so. <laughs> it is so. You're right. Spiritual. You're right. It all. It it absolutely is. It resonates back to God. It resonates yeah. back to what what they call it, or magic or what people was named, white magic or whatever yeah. they. It all resonates back to that.
1: Sex. All
4: right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's a lot of stuff that resonate back to sex.
0: What do you mean? Like like
4: how we was okay. Of course, we're born. Like we have to have sex to be born. Uh huh. Oh my gosh. Just, this is this is another podcast.
1: All is, right. It's about Adam and Eve. Like
4: okay. okay. The like the eating wasn't like I get what you're saying. You know what I'm saying it wasn't it's it's like I say I got, I told um our guests here that. Life is like telephones. It's so many stories mm-hmm. there, but they're similar, but it's just told a different way. Mm-hmm. And like the Eden, hell, oh my God, I don't, it's, it's going deep. It's going deeper into a hole. That's what I okay. want to get. Okay, no, on no, it. no, you're fine. I get what you're but saying. It, it's though. going way <laughs> deeper into a hole because I always want to know, like, how did evil come about in the garden? Like, how did the snake come about? So it was like this whole thing of that um, um, Adam had another wife before Eve. You heard no of that? No. You heard of that
0: one? No wonder we like multiple Mm-mm. women. So- <laughs> uh, it's just in our DNA. So
4: many stories. So, so, so again, many
2: stories. back to what I, was, what I was encouraging you to do is to... One thing that scares me about your generation yes. is that there are no absolutes and there's yes. no final source of truth. You so you deep. guys can go down any rabbit hole or you you listen to anybody because everybody has a platform now. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's so easy to get tripped up. So if it's, you've got to find your source of truth, right? What is the final source of truth? Because to, to hypothesize or to find conject to, to create conjectures mm-hmm. about Adam having another wife, for example, is it scripture? I don't know. Mm-mm. But you got, it's not back in the Hebrew Bible. <laughs> neither. no, <laughs> And the way that evil came into the world, Mm -hmm. there is a scripture that says, I've created evil for the day that, that I would need it. God created everything that was created was created by God. Yep. Okay. So when we want to find out where evil comes from, God created it. Why? Because he needed it for, for whatever he needed it for everything he created. When people talk about the devil, that's God's devil. He created that devil. You know what I'm saying? Right. (laughs) So. There,
0: oh man, there's a scene in my Ooh, favorite you made movie. That
2: so much powerful well,
0: we'll we'll have a completely different. Mm-hmm. We need to do this on your show, mm-hmm. but um, about just religion and yeah. and the community. Uh, my my favorite movie is Constantine,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and there's a quote in that movie. Do you know the movie Constantine mm-hmm. it's with Keanu Reeves? No, nope. where he fights demons and sends them back to hell.
2: Mm-hmm. I've never seen. But never he's heard.
0: damned himself. Okay, because he tried to commit suicide. But anyway, uh, there's a scene in that movie where he's talking to the other actress, and he's and he says like. God and God and the devil are the same, two sides of the same coin. Mm. And the quote I, I'll forget I forget the quote in general, but that 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 stuck with me. But I don't want to go in, into that completely. That's a whole show. You want to go down
2: the road. <laughs> But
0: I did I did want to uh ask you something though. um You're an author, right?
2: I am. I am.
0: Yeah. Okay. So tell me about tell me about your your book that you wrote.
2: So there are four of them, mm-hmm. <laughs> but the book that I want to talk about today is i um, standing on the precipice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, that it, that one is all about what my story as it relates to black history. Okay. Um, so it goes into the Harry T Moore, it goes into the history of Mims, mm-hmm. And, um, also it's, it's called standing on the precipice, a prophetic word to black America. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I wrote it in 2019, 2020 in that era, Right at four hundred years after slavery began in this on this continent, right, um, and what I felt like God was saying to me at that time, what the word was to America to Black Americans, and it goes into some of what you were talking about with our Hebrew origins, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it goes into to some of that as well.
0: So. Is it available?
2: It is. It's available on um, Amazon. It's right. called Standing on the Press. Yeah, make sure you send me a link. I'll, I'll we'll put do. the link
0: in the comments. What okay. is your
2: website? Don't you have a website? My website is ktulicurry.com. Okay. Yeah.
0: You also have another one.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um the website for the company mm-hmm. is um cdg dot org. Okay. Yeah. Okay.
0: And what can they find there?
2: On there is everything about the um the nonprofit and everything about uh, the redevelopment and, and East Mims. Okay. On that one,
4: I'm not even gonna lie, when y'all was saying Mims, I thought y'all was saying like Sims.
0: No, Mims, actual city.
2: M I M S Mims. Yeah, no, no, no.
0: Well, Karen, this kind of
2: remind me of Sims.
0: This show has been. I mean, this is probably a little longer episode. Oh, oh wait, before yeah. we
4: end it though, okay. You just said her name, Karen. Karen. Yes.
2: How do you feel about your name? Oh, <laughs> How yes. How feel about your name? Um, yeah. That's funny. Um, I use it. I become Karen when I need to. <laughs>
0: uh, hold, on. hold on, hold on. There you go. Say
2: it again. I said I become Karen when I need to. I become use it when Karen. I need to. But, yeah. How do you use that? Like, give us like. I weaponize it. Uh-huh. <laughs> when I, when I uh, have a bad experience and I want to see a manager. Right.
0: You tell them, like, my name is Karen.
2: No, but sometimes I felt like maybe I should just, like, throw that out there. Yes, I'm Karen, and I want to see a manager. Dang, that's a shame. So you're, like, you're
0: not. you're not offended? You're not offended by it? No. No, because that's a you, Gen, you Z, like, Gen Z call right, call. right,
4: Gen Zers put that out. I think we did. Karen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Karen's. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. not Good me. boy. If your name Cameron, oh, oh, Karen, Oh, we already know what you're about. Mm-hmm. Don't come over here with that.
1: That's <laughs> funny, though.
0: Well, well Karen thank you so much for thank coming you. I mean, today enjoyed has been it. thank you for
4: having super me
2: super
0: sized show you know I, I still don't even know if we even got anything answered know. you know, guy, you know. <laughs> Dean as a white guy do you have any questions <laughs> honestly anything on your mind about any of the stuff that we say because you, you see, you've seen life through a completely different lens
3: yeah well I uh, but you're hip though Yeah, you're, I are down nothing. for the cause though I got nothing I, I you know <laughs> I've been enjoying the conversation.
0: Yeah. Okay. Well, well, guys, you know, please, if you haven't already, make sure you say everything you need to say in the comments. Get it out there. You know, this Speak is a, this is a safe space. Right. We won't call you out unless you're preaching hate. Then YouTube will take uh, care of it.
3: You just called me out. What the hell?
1: <laughs>
2: you did, Billy. <brother>.
0: <laughs> I don't mean. I mean. I don't mean. I mean calling you out in a negative way. Right. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's yeah. So no. You just got me out. So you you're you're good um but yeah so guys thank you so much for tuning in you know this has been a, f- a phenomenal episode if you have any other questions it will put karen's info in the comments uh, as well if you want to reach out to her uh, if you mm-hmm. want to reach out to us you can find us on our social media make sure you like and subscribe and until next time guys we'll catch you on gen to gen
4: right make sure y'all hit that subscribe button don't forget remember we're going to be doing a giveaway so, subscribe.
0: We don't know we're giving away yet, but we we'll,
4: don't. But subscribe,
0: we'll, we'll, give, we'll give you something. So, make sure you subscribe.
4: So we'll,
0: we'll catch you later, guys. See ya. See you. <laughs> you,
4: gotta, you gotta do the and the club. Where, my, do it. where my bed. I? Gotta... <laughs>